Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today we have another installment from Long Beach and I have entitled Today's Morning Briefing, Grace and Miracles. Yesterday morning, I told Danny's story to my Long Beach street friends. Our purpose on Friday mornings is to praise God for His goodness and thank Him for His work in our lives and then take our requests before Him. I thought it would build the faith of my friends to hear how God had miraculously healed my two-year-old son of kidney failure almost 10 years ago. Yes, Danny's story was the perfect illustration of God's grace poured out. And I had preached on grace in Long Beach the day before. You know, that amazing thing called grace? People are hungry for grace and to see how the grace of God changes things, brings hope, and breathes new life. In short, people are hungry for God, but sometimes they just don't know that is what they're missing and that only His grace can fill the gaping God-sized hole inside of them. One fellow, Marcus, approached me and told me that he was a walking example of God's grace. His past included heavy gang activity, drug sales, and then drug use to cover how bad he felt inside. He had done prison time, and all of it together was a cesspool of his own making. It was while he was in prison that he was still and had the opportunity to meet God. Oh, he met him all right. And then he let God change him. He is now free from all those entanglements of the world's sin. He just wanted to let me know. Cool. When people get, that is, understand, grace, they want others to know. Take this note I received. Christine, that thing called grace, my favorite briefing of all. You nailed it. So beautiful. Think you were definitely onto something when you spoke of how dramatic grace feels to those of us who were relieved of addictions and depression and hopelessness almost overnight. And it happens exactly when you do receive it. Allow him to pour his grace upon you. It is amazing. For the faithless, hopeless, and confused to finally get it, it is awesome. Thank you for reminding me of how blessed I am that grace has been shown to me in such a dramatic way. Most things about my life have been pretty dramatic. So thankful also was the grace. That's what she wrote. Grace. Receive it. The big old basement room in which we gather could be anywhere. There are no markings of anything that speaks of our God. But I couldn't teach on grace or that Jesus was the embodiment of grace to us without the old rugged cross. So my friend John was kind enough to build one on his day off this week for the basement. And oh man, I am so thankful. In addition to the six-foot cross, I took a gnarly crown of thorns, a burgundy wrap to put on the crossbar, and seven-inch nails like Jesus would have endured. These symbolize the claims that Paul made in 1 Corinthians 15, that Christ was crucified according to the scriptures. It seems to me that so many people have become Christian or preach Christianity without the reality of the cross these days, when it is the cross that sets us free. I don't quite understand it. It was powerful for me to have back-to-back -back days, first to teach about grace and what it looks like, and then to follow it up with the miraculous power of prayer. As I concluded my teaching on how God healed Danny when the doctors couldn't, showing slides of a sick baby boy and then a little boy with blonde hair and dark blue eyes, he was grown into a bigger boy so full of life. I explained that when God performs a miracle, he doesn't do a halfway job. God did not just barely restore Danny. 
He made him into quite a boy and filled him with courage, humor, and athleticism. In fact, just this week, he hit two out-of-the-park home runs. I brought the leather baseballs as proof. The symbolism was powerful. When God does a miracle, he hits it out of the park. So, if you need God to do a miracle in your life, stand up, I said. The first one on his feet was Lamont. I need everything because my life is a mess, he said, clutching his Bible. I know the right way, but I've walked away from God so many times. I just need his help. Others stood up to ask God to heal their marriage for just a little more time from the judge to pay a fine for sobriety, and on it went. We reached out and laid hands on one another as we cried out to the God of the universe to come and do what only he could do. There is so much more I could report, but let me conclude with this for now. On Thursday, just before we started, a crazy-eyed-looking woman came into the basement and made her way to me. After asking my name and being assured she had the prayer lady, she said, I need you to pray for me. I got a demon in me. Could you pray that it would get out? She looked like she had a demon in her. She had black skin and reddish hair, but her face was painted. She was sweating profusely and could not sit still. She clutched a pillow to her chest. Yes, we're going to start in just a minute, I said. Can you just pray now? i got to get out of here. I had been hoping to buy a little time, but that was not to be. I called another believer over to lay his hand on her shoulder, and I prayed with fury and passion and invoked the blood of Jesus to remove the demon. She quickly left, and then we started. Mm Mm-hmm. And then yesterday... Day two of my uh, Long Beach ventures this week. She came for the noon meal. She looked like a different woman. Calm, not nervous or sweating, no paint on her face, and no craziness in her eyes. I cannot say for sure what had gone on, but I will tell you that I was thanking God that she looked so peaceful. Oh, there's never an uneventful day at the basement gathering. Matter of fact, there's never an uneventful day when people cry out to God either. The God of the universe loves to extend grace to his children by hearing and answering their prayers. Miracles are proof that God is a God of grace. Amen. If you'd like to see this in its entirety, you can go to pastorwomen.com, click on Morning Briefings, and again, the title is Grace and Miracles.